Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. My name is Tim Birch and I've got the pleasure today of talking to, uh, well, let's just say she's very, very excited because she just passed her uh, national surveying exams and so you can just tell she's beaming how proud she is and as she should be. Um, of course, I'm talking to Sarah Walker from Nevada and uh, she's part of the the Nevada Young Surveying Network that I'll tell you what, of all of the states, there's probably only two or three I can count that have young surveyor networks that are just going crazy, and you guys are one of them. And I, I So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, where, where are you at in the world? Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. I feel absolutely honored. And um, also, thank you so much for recognizing the Nevada Young Surveyor Network. It's definitely something that me and my co-founder, Nick Montoya, are very proud of. It was a little nerve-wracking starting it because we were like, where do we find young surveyors? And our group is actually close to 50 members now, which is uh, That's really awesome. exciting. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. I had no idea that we could find that many young surveyors around and the networking and connections are just amazing and it's really cool to see where this group is going. Well, and I like I said, I, that's one thing I, I really appreciate about the, the Nevada, the New Mexico, uh, New Hampshire, there's, there's just these little pockets, Indiana's popping up now um, and seeing all of even the activities you guys are all doing as a young surveyors network and staying social and staying on top of things. So kudos to you, uh, you and Nick for putting that together. Cause that's been, that's been awesome. So where are you at right now? What, uh, what kind of surveying are you doing right now? So today actually is my last day at my current employer. Um, I've been working at a firm in Reno, Nevada as a survey technician, but starting next week, I will actually be working at Wood Rogers in Sacramento. So um, I'll be an assistant surveyor there and primarily in the mapping side of everything. Uh, so a little bit less of the field position like my previous um, job, but I'm really excited for it and I'm very excited to be working with Wood Rogers and the team and all their cool technology. So <laughs> very good. Congratulations. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of fun stuff happening for you right now. Definitely. Yeah, I got the news that I passed my test and now this job. So taking my senior capstone right now. So uh, by spring, I should hopefully have my bachelor's degree in land surveying. Hopefully this is the year for me. <laughs> uh, it's so far, it started out pretty darn good. Rest, rest of us are wondering what the heck is up with 2021 between Texas and some of the other stuff. But uh uh, I think this is the year of Sarah Walker. So what else, <laughs> what else have you been up to? I, and I've got to say that because, um, yes, I'll, I'll admit it. I follow her on Instagram. And what gets me is 
all of the cool places they go riding their motocross bikes. So tell us a little bit of how you got into motocross and, and riding, uh, riding motorcycles. Uh, so actually I started off when I was in high school, just riding with some friends on some forest service roads, but it wasn't until probably I'd say five years ago, I got my first bike and I just wanted to go straight into it. So I started on a little bike and I've been working my way up and now I have two bikes and then I'm rebuilding them and changing them. And it's it's been really fun. It's something that I like to put a lot of time and energy into. A lot of my weekends are spent trying to find a cool new mountain to go find a pretty view from. Wow, well, you've had some beautiful pictures on Instagram and so, uh, keep writing and keep taking them pics because uh, I, I can speak for myself that I do enjoy seeing them. All right, well, let's just jump into your surveying career. Um, Sarah Walker, where, how does, where, where did you discover surveying and how did, how did you find this wonderful profession that uh, a lot of us just, uh, well, tell us your story. How did, how did you get here? Definitely. So I, like most people, didn't know of the profession of land surveying until I kind of got into the engineering field and was exposed to it. So um, from a very young age, I was always interested in architecture. And my mom and I used to walk around on residential construction sites after hours when all the workers had gone. And we'd walk in all the rooms and we would visualize like, what, what they're going to look like and what they're going to be. And my favorite ones where there was no walls yet. And I'd be like, over here is going to be the living room. And I got really excited about it and started drafting pictures of buildings and floor plans and designing my dream home on napkins. And it was something that I just really enjoyed doing. So uh, throughout high school, I took ROP architectural drafting classes. And um, at first it was like, well, that's a good thing to have as an elective because I enjoy it and I'm good at it. And uh, then I started kind of thinking more of career-wise and I was like, well, I love math, I love drafting, I should become an engineer. I don't really know what else to do. So uh, my senior year of high school, I got an internship at an engineering firm and started working there. And a couple years into it, um, after I graduated, I became a design drafter and one day they were like, hey, uh, want to go out and assist a survey crew today? I was like, uh, okay, what do I do, you know? And they said, don't worry. All you have to do is keep this bubble in this circle and make sure the tip is on the right point, okay? And I was like, okay. And they're like, and move in like a grid fashion. Kind of just imagine a grid and move around and pick up important features. And this was a... Uh, back when we didn't have the robotics. So, you know, we had a guy over at the gun and a person with the rod and we had our walkie talkies and sure. I was out there and <laughs> I was, I think at first I was nervous, but then after a while I felt like I could just start visualizing everything and looking out into the physical world. I almost started seeing like a virtual world and I started like visualizing where my points needed to be and how they would join together in surfaces to create a model that would accurately represent the site. And I was just instantly hooked. So I went back to the office that day and I was like, hmm, I need to look into land surveying. <laughs> so I started looking up programs and I just for the heck of it was like, I'm gonna switch my majors, that was enough for me. And I enrolled into Great Basin College and started taking surveying classes and started trying to um, work towards getting more into a survey field position. Good. So, uh, 
yeah, after I transitioned into that, I've been in surveying for pretty much the last five years and engineering and everything for about the last eight. <laughs> sure. Well, and the serving world is better off having you in it, I'll be honest with you, because, you know, just seeing you explain your even your first day and how you pictured these things, um, that right there tells me that 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 you um, it's nice to have somebody in the profession that gets it that understands i mean even from that early stage of what we're trying to accomplish and especially now going into higher technologies um with scanning and and all of this all of this stuff uavs um yeah you're gonna you're gonna go a long way there so i, I i'm glad to i'm glad to hear that you are already looking at these things all right, yeah, so here you are today. You've you've passed your national exams. What's next on the career path for you? You're making a you're making a change in positions. Uh, do you have any short term goals you're looking to to accomplish? Yeah. So right now, um, I want to start working on getting my state exams figured out. So studying for the state exams. Right now, I think I'm going to be going to California first to apply for licensure, and then I'll do Nevada. So starting to study for that is definitely something. And I also have my um, Part 107 certificate, but I need to get re-upped on it. So sure. I was actually planning next week to do that. <laughs> nice. nice. That's good. Uh, but other than that, it's just uh, working on my senior capstone project and uh, getting towards the, the end of the tunnel with my degree. Well, you've got plenty on your plate so far. So I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say that that's not that's not far enough out because you've got that's that those are some nice goals. That's awesome. Okay, so you've been in the surveying world for like you said five years plus or minus. Uh, do you have a favorite survey memory? so far um because it seems like every surveyor's got that one survey they either remember uh, a, a particular place or a plateau or something do you have anything that uh, you've been so far that went wow i'm glad i was a surveyor that day so i definitely have two that come to mind one is more of a fun story and the other one's more of it meant a lot to me and it was really cool to be a part of so the first one is very short, but I was working outside of a uh, juvenile detention center. And while surveying, looking for property corners, we were digging up some of the brush and we actually found all these uh, magazine clips all loaded up and uh, some other parts like that, that it looked like somebody had stashed. And so we ended up calling the cops and you know having to give a report. And <laughs> that was pretty exciting because I was just like, what are the odds we find these? And I mean, they were like probably 30 clip, you wow. know, magazines. And <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I wonder, we're all making up stories. Like, what do you think happened? <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> Um, so that's a really good memory one. Just uh, the crew I was with, we had a, a lot of fun with it, and we talked about it forever. Sure. But as far as a, a really memorable one, uh, it was resetting a section corner with one of my mentors that is actually the first huge mentor that made an effect in my career, Mike Kasten. 
And he took me out, requested me specially to assist him in this survey. And we got a hike out towards Lake Spalding and reset it. And he even scribed my initials onto the bearing tree with his too. So oh, nice. it was pretty exciting and it just meant a lot. And uh, he's retired now and it's just a great memory to have uh, for coming into it. And yeah, sure, sure. Well, and that's going to jump ahead in my question a little bit, and, you t and you're talking about uh, uh, your mentor. What what type of encouragement did he give you that really meant? I mean, that really makes him that that mentor that you remember the most. I think what I liked the best about him is I'm the type of person who asks a lot of questions. When I go into an interview, they say what's your pro and what's your con? And I go, well, my answer is the same thing for both. <laughs> and they go, why is that? And I say, because I ask a lot of questions. It'll benefit you, but mm -hmm. I'm also going to be in here a lot asking you a lot of things because I'm just curious. So right. sometimes it's not even necessarily very applicable. It's just like me thinking outside the box, like, hmm, I wonder. And Kasten was just really great at holding amazing conversations and would go into great detail about his past experiences and, and what he's learned and, you know, even like mess ups that he, he was like, I had to learn the hard way on this one. And I just felt like I was really gaining solid knowledge because I've definitely had some people where I ask questions and they just go, well, because I said so. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Right. No, that's, and that's, and I guess that's the reason I asked that question is because it is so important that this young surveyor network know, that, so they all, every, every one of them knows that you need that mentor. You need that, that, that person to ask, but yet there's a lot there. Like you just said, there's a lot of people out there like, cause I said so, cause I don't want, you know, it's for me to know and you to find out. Um, it's, there's a lot of that. And, uh, so to see you light up and talking about him and had the mentoring uh, that he provided you, you know, even just in this short time, um, I could tell he really he, he meant a lot to your career so far. So I, that's the reason I wanted to ask you about, you know, what what fits and what doesn't. So that's that's great, and I'm glad I'm glad he was around to help you this this point in your career. Definitely. He's uh, he's meant a lot to me. I actually stay close with him and his wife and uh, he's passed down some of his old surveying pictures that are up on my walls to this day and probably will be until I pass on to the next uh, surveyor, whoever I want to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I can, yeah, it's I can, really great I can, to have that. And I can see, I got to be honest, I can see with your personality, you're going to be that same type of mentor. And uh, so everything you're gathering in now, um, I can see you paying it forward. So I, that's, that's, that's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. I think mentorship's really important and I won't lie. I hope one day when I, maybe in, if I start wanting to retire out, I can get a job as a professor or something to, to be able to teach future generations. Hear that people? She wants to teach. <laughs> We're going to need them. We're gonna. In a while, <laughs> I'm still 27. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need them, so let's keep an eye on this one. All right, uh, my next question, which is, I tell you, what, actually, is one of my favorite questions, is of the things you do surveying, field, office, all the things that that we go on with surveys right now. What is your favorite thing to do? That if you you wake up in the morning, you know, I'm gonna go do this, or I'm gonna work on this. 
what gives you a little more spring in your step to go that today is going to be a good day? So I won't lie. My favorite surveys are boundary surveys, which might sound a little bit basic, but no. it's a treasure hunt. And I absolutely love surveying for that. Bust out the shovel, get a metal detector. I mean, sometimes it's just like, no, I know it's here. And when you find it, and it's just such a rewarding feeling. And I get so committed to finding the monuments and going around. And I just, I kind of feel like a detective and it's fun. Um, I That's how I actually describe it to my friends too. I'm like, I'm going hunting for treasure today. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, I'm at work. <laughs> <They're> like, okay. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and, and that's, that's awesome to hear because, you know, the, there is that, there is that criticism and you're, you're right there on the cusp between millennials and Gen Z's that you all are lazy. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to get off the couch. You don't want to quit. You go and put, and I'm hearing you say, I'm going out here and I'm treasure hunting. I'm, I'm, I'm finding boundary pins and that's fun. Um, kudos to you. Absolutely. Kudos yeah. to you. I won't lie. It'll be an even better day if I'm on a side-by-side -side or a quad too. I absolutely oh, love it. They're like, oh, by the way, you kind of have a far distance to get. So here's the quad. Take this. Mm -hmm. Of course, don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> yeah. And that's the nice thing now that uh, people will ask me every now and then, you know, with all the technology, do you, do you miss some of the, the, the old methods and things? And I, I look at them crossways. And I said, what do you mean? traversing around the entire section or just walking out there with a, with a GPS rover. Hell no. I want the rover. I want to go right to the points and shoot everything. Um, yeah, it's fun to traverse yeah. some things, but, but you're right. Jump on the quad, run out to, to these remote section corners and yeah, there's, there's not a better feeling. No, and you can collect so much more data that in that day. All I have to do is just figure out how to mount all my equipment to my dirt bike next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see you doing that. Uh, uh, okay, so you're out you're out in the wild, wild west. And what is the most unique monument have you found so far? You've had to have been out there in a little bit of the BLM stuff and some of these section corners and uh is there been anything unique that you've come across in your in your time? So I I've been thinking about that as far as what the most unique monument that I have found is and I actually, uh, when I was living in California, I'd never come across one of the section corners or anything. And maybe it was just the type of surveys that I was doing because it was on smaller parcels of land. But now that I'm out in Nevada, uh, there's been a lot of section corners that I've been dealing with. So I find those actually to be extremely fascinating, maybe because it's new to me. Um, I get that they're a little bit less accurate in the aspect of I really like finding monuments that are just super tight. They have a little, you know, pins tack in the center and you know where you're going, but also finding these old rocks and yep. these these old monuments of evidence are just really cool. You're like, wow, like imagine them being out here back in the day and how remote we are out here and what they had and what they had to carry because they're walking from each point. Mm -hmm. And it's just really cool to kind of put yourself in the position of them and imagine them all the way down describing the rock. So I can definitely say, I think that the rock scribes have been the coolest monuments. 
Yes, the the old yeah the old stones are just fantastic. Um, we've had the instance here in Illinois that uh, we've we've found a few buggy axles and a few things, but I I've I've seen pick you know and that, I think that's the nice thing about social media now even, and that everybody's doing their monuments that this stuff they're going out and finding. I mean, we're, we're doing the monument Mondays with, with NSPS on, uh, on our social medias, but it seems like there's really picking up steam, all these cool monuments and, uh, you know, places out like where you're at, I, you know, to find a, a, a rail on end would be, is, is kind of cool, you know, knowing it's back from the late 1800s and what have you. So, um, I'm a little jealous of where you're surveying at. So, just so, you, <laughs> just so you know, okay. Um, I tell you what, before we and time just rolls on rolls on this thing, I won't take up too much of your time. But let's can we slide back to the the Nevada Young Surveyors? And and the reason I say that is that, like you said, you're up to fifty, and some of the activities you've been doing. What what are some common uh, common themes, common discussions? What is making uh, the Nevada Surveyor Young Surveyors Group work? What what are you guys doing that that really all these other states and all these other groups should learn from? What's making you guys tick? So I think the best thing for what's making our network thrive right now is the fact that we're really focusing on the networking side, the developing relationships one with one another and making sure that when we all get together, we have social times for everybody to just hang out and talk and be like, Hi, I'm Sarah. What's your name? You know, and and make those contacts while also creating a really fun environment that they can feel comfortable in. So we've done everything from laser tag. Um, we've done uh, Jeopardy. We are working on planning a camping trip and geocaching and. Uh, different activities like that just to get everybody out and talking and moving and engage with one another. And I think that when we create these good atmospheres, everybody wants to come back because they're like, oh, that last meeting was really fun. Let's go again. And so we get more and more people coming and we make sure that we do balance it, though, with also having some meeting time to sit down and say, hey, what's going on in the world right now? What's going on in your profession? What do you like? What do you don't like? What do you need and how can we help you guys get it? Um, all the way down to talking about testing and trying to encourage other students to go and take their FS or take their PLS. Uh, so I think things like that have been really influential in the development of our group because some people come just to join the group because they want to get on our FS chat. We'll have a, we have a little group WhatsApp chat for anybody who's studying for the FS exam and for the PS exam. So they can just shoot a text out to everybody and be like, hey, I'm confused on this question or I need help on this. And uh, having that support system, I think, gives people a lot more confidence. And I think all of us want to feel more confident in what we're doing. And it's a good feeling. So people come back for that. Absolutely. Um, you just put a bow on everything that I was hoping that we could get out of what's making that work. So thank you for that very, very wonderful explanation because bottom line is the, the younger generations, I mean, you're, you're, you are different than us older 
older white men, let's be honest. And uh, you're, you're going to communicate different. You're going to do, you're going to network differently. It's, I gotta, I gotta say, I, I'm, a, I'm a little jealous. You guys are having fun. You are talking about the business and you're helping each other. And that's, that's more than I can say for a lot of these old time chapter meetings that we have of uh, talking about the same, same three things every, every month or every quarter or whatever. So once again, kudos to the, to the Young Surveyors Network for really making that work. So, um, what, Thank you. I also think a, a lot that that helped out was the fact that we decided to make our general membership meetings quarterly. So a lot of people, we heard back from them, the feedback was it's too much of a commitment and that's why we weren't getting consistent enough participants at the meeting. So we decided if we turn it to a quarterly meeting, we make it really fun. We get some local companies to sponsor us and sponsor the event, then we can have it all paid for. So we're not asking uh, the young surveyors to have to pay anything to attend these fun events, which a lot of young surveyors, when you're starting off, you don't have a lot of money, whether you're in college right. or just a technician. So I think that really draws them in. And yeah, it's it's been pretty great. <laughs> uh You've you've got my wheel spinning on several things now because you're hitting on a theme that uh, I think you're going to see more of from NSPS going forward is that the surveying industry is very, very busy right now. Everybody is just jam-packed with business. Um, times are good other than we can't find people and uh, we're just overworked. Um, what you just said about the companies providing uh, some support for all of these things and really and in, in giving you the opportunity to network with your with your uh, contemporaries and to learn these things. It's very important that you you do that. And uh, I like that that the Nevada Young Surveyors are chasing down companies to help help with this uh, this effort. And uh, I think we're going to need to promote that a lot more. So uh, uh Thank you for sharing and that the fact that this works, this is when least for have to have a group up to, to 50 plus or minus, that's fantastic. So, uh, like I said, once again, kudos to all of you. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. All right. In the home stretch here. Um, where do you see the future serving going from your perspective, from what you've been involved with and what you're, getting into with licensure and seeing where, where we need to be with, with the technical side, with the, the, the we're needing to, we're needing technicians, we're needing licensed, licensed people and the technology that's coming in. Where do you see the future of surveying in the next two, five, 10 years? So that's a really great question. I think right now we are going through quite a, fast-paced transitional period where we are taking on a lot of technology um, which started off with you know just having like GPS units and other things like that to now we have LiDAR and we can go out and obtain all of this data and we need the people to be able to process all of that data so I think I'm seeing a lot less of a need for the field technicians and a greater need for more of the office side of things, which uh, seems to be a struggle in general, just because when people start getting interested in surveying, they might be like, oh, I want to be outside and, you know, walk around everywhere. And it 
it's kind of making it harder with the technology advancing because uh, a lot more of the work is starting to be pulled into the office. So it's starting to be a lot more greater demand for people who can really utilize these heavy complex software systems like going into whether it's Pix4D, Virtual Surveyor, uh, utilizing those types of software you really got to have the right person who knows what they're doing in, in order to get a really sound product. So I think that that's where surveying is kind of pushing a little bit more into, but I can definitely say I personally am worried because I don't see enough people coming into the profession and too many leaving. So I know that that's part of why I'm so involved in the Young Surveyors Network and trying to get more people involved because I, I need other coworkers, you know? I mean, yes. we're gonna be struggling, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully we can uh, get the workforce up in numbers too. So that's something that we definitely need to, to start going towards. And I think there's a lot of really great movements that are getting us in that direction all the way to the get kids into surveying is just absolutely phenomenal how it's targeting younger generations. At first I was like, oh wow, like not just high schoolers, you're talking middle schoolers and mm -hmm. elementary. And now I'm like, wait, but that's when you want to get them is when they're dreaming about what they're going to be when they grow up, when they're making the plans. So um, I think that those movements are really going to take off and I think they're going to save us. So I'm, I'm hoping and hoping you, to be a part of it all too. You and me both. And uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to drag you along uh, to help us get there. So, uh, you know, short of replaying this entire recording for, uh, a high school class uh 30 second elevator speech to a to a to a young high school student on surveying what would you tell them i think the way i would start off which is the way i typically start off is do you like math and do you like being outside that's usually catching points um, sometimes I tell them oh, we get to use drones have you ever seen a drone because uh, those are really interesting things that people see drones out there and they don't necessarily know what field uses drones so they're like oh drones are super cool I, you know they might even have one at home that they're flying around capturing footage of them doing motocross or you know whatever it may be and they didn't know that this is actually an opportunity so i think that um telling them about the different technology that's emerging is really exciting and that you get to be on the forefront of that and the product that is created is really rewarding too because you get to see things to come to life and you get to look at a bare piece of land or whatever it is and at the end say I was a part of why that looks the way it is today and it feels really good and it's really cool to be a part of something like that I couldn't have scripted that any better for you or from even myself Thank you. That's awesome. That's and and that's exactly the message that you know the kind of enthusiasm and the, and the the content that we need to to impress upon high school, junior high, like you said, getting even starting back into the to the uh, elementary school kids that that don't know what we do and like and there's so much technology and so much opportunity with what uh, what uh, is going forward. And when when I one thing I like to tell high school kids is that. When mom and dad are yelling at you to quit playing video games and doing all that and you say, I'm working on my career, mom and dad, because, you know, that's 
that's something that and and you you touched on it earlier about uh, your first day on the on on the job is seeing things in 3D and being able to visualize and that's that's definitely where we're a lot different than we were 20 30 40 years ago as surveyors that we're doing so much 3D and uh, for those young students to see that um, we need those young minds to be able to, to to see that data and mold it and know that because I know the first time I had Pix 4D and I had something upside down, I, I didn't even know it. <laughs> so yeah. it's uh, it's it's going to take that type of a mind. But uh, no, your elevator speech was perfect, absolutely perfect. So oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, any parting shots for your uh, for your cohorts out there in the in the Young Surveyors Network or anybody else? I definitely advise all young surveyors out there, if you have not signed up to take the FS yet, sign up now. Just book it a couple months out. I mean, they book a couple months out anyways. Get online, sign up for the test, and just make a commitment. I think that is the biggest hurdle for everybody, is making that commitment to test. Everybody says, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and you keep putting it off, and it's because you're scared. And you're like, well, what am I going to study? And life gets busy. Well. Life is always busy, and trust me, it's not going to get less busy. So just do it. Make it a priority. Put it on there, and you know, maybe plan it for after the semester ends. So your mind's still in school, and you're ready to take it, but you don't want to ruin your, you know, your summer, your break, whatever it may be. Right. I just I recommend everybody to go out there and schedule that exam and make a plan and. Don't pressure yourself. If you want to schedule it for nine months out, that's totally fine. More power to you, actually. Set phone reminders every couple months. Like, where exactly. are you at with studying? That's exactly. Well, good. Well, good. Um, people write this name down. You're going to hear more of this young lady uh, throughout their, her surveying career because uh, there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of, of enthusiasm and uh, a whole bunch of knowledge back there. So, uh uh, plan on seeing this one around for quite a while. So, Sarah, thank you for joining me. Thank you for well, wanting to do this. And uh, uh, I have a feeling that you're going to be back on here sometime soon, and we're going to continue following your career uh, uh, wherever you wherever it takes you, because uh, I think it's going to take you wherever you want to go. Oh, well, thank you so much. And again, I'm so honored to be here. It's crazy that in the past five years from when I decided I was going to be into surveying that I am where I am and I'm really excited to see where I go. And I couldn't thank you guys anymore because I wouldn't be where I am without people like you and NSPS and the state associations and all the opportunities that are out there. You guys have made me and you guys are going to help help me keep growing. So thank you. That's almost like an Oscar speech. That was fantastic. <laughs> I like that. All right. And I now bow. <laughs> exactly. Well, all right. Well, this was a great way to kick off uh, Women's History Month with uh, our our lady surveyors. We're going to have a bunch more coming up in the next few weeks. Um, like I said, we'll hear we'll be hearing from Sarah again here very soon. So, this is Tim Birch uh, for Surveyor Says, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, 
our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.